Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 95 of Shades of Brown. Uh, and this week we're talking, this is going to be a Tech Paul heavy episode. So I guess uh, this first segment is going to be Tech Paul based. It's just Tech Paul. Like it's, it's, it's just Tech Paul. And, uh, and the topic is uh, Huawei versus, uh, versus, the, versus the United States of America. Uh, it's uh, it's it's not a legal case, but it, like it is, it is a uh, it is a big deal. It is uh, so. What what's like the sum? Like what's the summary? Like in one sentence, it's basically that Huawei has been banned or or is going to be banned, right? Like the, I think there was a window of time that they were given ninety them, days, ninety days to to stop doing business with United States. With the United States, like American companies, right? Basically, like you can't do business with the United States. Um, okay, so let's start with this. Is not a new like this is not a new like it's not the first time this sort of thing has uh, has occurred with the Huawei, right? And I think it was ZTE as well that happened. That, yeah, uh, last year ZTE was also placed on the ND list for a brief amount of time due to them doing um, deals with Iran. In the case of Huawei, though, the, the thing about Huawei is that there have been no evidence just a bunch of security people being like yeah there's some shit happening and then reporters are like what shit and they're like yeah there's some shit happening and then reports reporters are just like but but what shit is happening and the and the government's just like yeah man some shit's totally happening and then now they've been placed on the entity list which means that they cannot do any business with any american company or american consumer let's let's put something into perspective so huawei and why like what stuff they're talking the security or whatever uh is the huawei makes uh network equipment and i be, and by network equipment i mean stuff that runs at, in the core of networks so like routers switches uh cell towers like like the radios like that sort of like the core infrastructure like core infrastructure for wireless and wired communications and a lot of lot of companies in the united states like especially wireless isps uh use huawei hardware and various various probably various us isps use huawei hardware because it is uh it is reasonably priced right uh and it has the functionality that they need so that so and especially what's even funnier right is that it's a lot of uh not funnier i guess but amusing is that it's a lot of midwestern rural um carriers that use it so places that are traditionally super republican and super conservative are the places that have a lot of huawei equipment in them because turns out it's cheaper and they need to save money when you have you know in a rural area and you're trying to provide service to a smaller you know smaller community yeah, it's like the margins are so thin. You need to you need to worry about like you you can't worry about what country's hardware you buy because it's uh it's not it's not gonna be it's not gonna make much sense. So yeah, Huawei is Huawei makes a lot of networking hardware, and there are concerns that Huawei is since Huawei is a Chinese company that it is it is an arm of of the Chinese intelligence services, uh, and that they that they. Like they work with Chinese intelligence services to put uh, implants of some sort in in hardware, like uh, to to snoop on on network traffic. Which you know, like okay, that that means like you know, like for do doing like like surveillance like that. Yeah, that makes sense. But there is like there has literally been no public evidence brought forth to that claim. Like there is, I don't there's 
been zero evidence. Uh, like if there was evidence, that would be a huge deal because there has so far there's been no. And I, I would imagine if there is intelligence, it is intelligence that the NSA has, and it is all classified. Uh, so, so that there's no evidence. Uh, regardless of evidence or not, uh, the U.S. government is in the middle of a trade war, right? Uh, to put put it lightly, I guess. I, like I, I don't know the details. Well, the- essentially, um, it's we're in a trade war right now of, of tariffs and a bunch of other bullshit, which this is a casualty of, um, not exactly a cause for it. Um, it, it the, the tariff on a whole, the whole trade war situation, and I hate calling it a trade war because it's an actual war. It's more of like ec- economic bullshit. But the idea is that um, this will somehow you know revitalize America, the American economy in places that it hasn't been thriving in in recent years while while we're also pushing out immigrants who would be doing that labor to begin with and not native border citizens and somehow having a trade war that affects uh, electronic companies and tech companies in foreign markets will bring back american jobs um while you see like it this it doesn't make much sense it doesn't make much sense unless you unless you follow like a very a very specific economic like theory and the sort of logic but for the most part it's bullshit um and this particular is is bullshit because if google can't do business with huawei and arm can't do business with huawei and we also pulled out of the um this one trade deal, I forgot the name of it in Brazil, right? That that would make com- countries have sort of like a core like copyright standard they adhere to for licensing and stuff, and like some really ne- niche like trade agreements came out of. Huawei can just like make ARM chips, like so. ARM can't do business with Huawei; they manufacture them in China. The people in China know how to build them and know how it works. And and China's a plant as a managed economy. And so if Huawei was like, well, if these American companies won't work with us, what if we just like built our own arm chips and like our own in terms of well, in terms of hardware, right? Because when it comes to software, it's a little trickier since um not having access to the Play Store will hurt them in markets outside of China where Play Store access is needed. But at least in terms of being able to build devices. Since so much of the stuff is manufactured in China, they can just easily clone it, and they already do to an extent. Um, specific companies clone it, so they could just like take ARM schematics and just make them right. And what is ARM going to do? ARM can't do business with them anyway, so they can't sue them. And what is, what is the Chinese government not going to let them have a lawsuit in China about it? Because obviously China is going to prevent protect their own, you know, companies. Yes, it, it, the Chinese government is not going to be sympathetic to to ARM coming in and being like Huawei. Stop stealing a shit because, like, that's the. Mm. So all of this, all of this is happening. So Arm is out, and Arm, to to be clear, is not a U.S. company. It is, uh, it is, uh, uh, a British company, but it says that its designs contain U.S. origin technology. So they feel it would be in violation of the U.S. export ban. Which, which is wild, by the way. Like that is that is some that is some. Okay, uh, so arm arm design like arm designs SOCs like helps Huawei design SOCs. So that's uh, the Huawei is like has its next generation SOC, the Kirin the nine eighty five, like far enough ahead in in like production that it, it like the loss of arm like shouldn't be like a problem, right? And going forward, if this continues for a long time, uh, then I don't I don't think Huawei is in like Huawei has to start. 
doing building their own schematics and designs like basically immediately if they want to if they want to stay in the in the soc business uh so, so like there is there is there's stuff like happening there's also like just dis- like display companies right there is um what else who 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 pulled out uh i believe intel uh, intel pulled out um yeah, Google, Microsoft hasn't officially pulled out yet, but they've delisted all Huawei hardware from their stores because Huawei actually makes pretty nice Windows laptops. Yes, they, I heard of that. Yeah. And I think Microsoft pulled that out and they haven't made an official announcement because I think that involves, uh, because it will affect their stock price, right? Uh, so it has to involve, uh, lawyers and, uh, like they have to make a proper statement, right? It has to be like, uh, otherwise the SEC is going to be mad at Microsoft. So. Uh, and like, what uh, what else is affected? So there's software, right? Android. So mainly, it's just no access to the Play Store, um, no access to the, to Windows, right? And that's like that's like the biggest crutch because hardware. I, I feel like you know, hardware you can always clone hardware. If even if you clone software, it's about services now, right? And just not having access to even have those services on your device are going to hurt you. Um, please say what say like Huawei has a plan B, right, of making their own Android based OS, their own app store. When you ship to outside of China, you know, China's fine, but outside of China, where like having Facebook and having other apps that are American made actually matter, it, they're still fucked on that. Mm, yeah. So, so the, or the hardware part seems like I think Huawei can solve that bit. It's the software that's, that's going to be the issue for them. Uh, but like, I like, why, like, why do I get the feeling this isn't going to last very long? Like, I feel like. Like this happened with ZTE, right? Like they, they this happened, and then they made a deal, quote unquote, right? But but the problem is, is right that ZTE ZTE was just dealing with Iran, and they were like, oh, we'll stop dealing with Iran, and then we're good. Um, but with this, this is just a casualty in a broader trade war, right? So the resolution to this is also resolution to a whole bunch of other political stuff, right? Huawei is just like a casualty in in the in the trade war, so. Only if China and and you know the U.S. were to make an agreement, where then would then Huawei be restored access? And then at that point, like, why would Huawei keep trying to work with American companies, right? If they can just easily just turn on them. So 2020 after the after the U.S. elections, uh, I guess. So like, I don't think it's like I don't think then 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 the problem is not going to be solved until until we have a new president in office or new uh, uh, a new administration uh a new department of commerce uh like it's uh yeah this like i'm i'm, I'm speaking like abstractly well, but because it, i don't I, know i mean it's it's tricky because right like there's there's a one resolution to this specific problem right and and the ripple effects have already been made right like it's not as if even if huawei is allowed access tomorrow like no one's gonna now trust the u.s right more so than they already don't <laughs> um <laughs> like it's more so than they already more don't. So they don't. <laughs> Yeah. But but this is just it, it's fucky and like this is like even weirder, right? Because like the ha, ha, think about how this affects open source. Like I know the Verge cast mentioned it a little bit recently in their own episode on it, but like open source is sort of predicated on the idea that each country and the world respects a specific license. Yes, but like what if they don't? What yeah? What if you don't respect the license? What if, what if just, you have no recourse for people who violate the license? What, what right? if what if Huawei just rips all of AOSP? And they and they don't don't open source it. Like, what are we gonna do? What is Google? What is Google going to do? Google can't can't do business with them, so there's nothing that they can do. 
Like this fundamentally breaks one of the core tenets of open source. It's, it's, it's uh, like open source relies on 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 the mutual agreement, right? Like the mutual agreement that you you're gonna you're gonna follow this this contract, this 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 license that uh, like the what AOSP is under what the Apache license. Uh, it's under one of the ones that requires you to um, contribute back. Okay, so what if Huawei just like takes the code, like you just fork the code, they just take it, they clone it. They they don't contribute any changes back. Uh, they they just they just are in an island by themselves to just develop it. There's nothing Google can do. Uh, and there's there is. I mean, I, I would be surprised if there are Chinese companies already doing that. Like I'm like I like they probably doing that in secret, but they're probably still doing it. Uh, like it's. Uh, yeah, there's literally nothing like how there's no enforcement. How are you going to enforce the GPL in China, or not the GPL, rather the the open source license in question? I mean, shit, even the GPL too, right? Like, how, like, can you actually enforce some open source um, like licenses in some countries? Like, does that even matter? Like, I mean, it depends on the country, right? Like, it depends on what what treaties are in place and which countries have signed to the various. Accords. But I feel like I feel like open source is just only works because of how like fucky the U.S. system of copyright is. It's like open source is just like the, the open source licenses are just like a hack on on existing U.S. copyright, and we've just tried to export it out to most of the world. Our shitty right. copyright laws. So basically, because because like so so like yeah, that that's like one thing, right? Like the 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 licenses were designed in in my, with the US copyright system in mind so like oh boy oh boy we're in we're in for a, we're in for a, i mean this this is this is going to be the end of this news i suppose uh, we're going to we're going to have more I suppose, in the future um so is that all that is to talk about i don't think there's much else there's that's, yeah i think the, that's, that's most of it yeah. it's there's a lot of what ifs here um and it's you know like you could either I feel like when you, when you get into like tech, Paul, you just end up like, it's like one step from AI just taking over everything, you know? <laughs> like, that's like the end, inevitable end game of like, of like what playing is this, a like a what novel? if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like playing like a what if situation, right? It just ends up like AI eating us all. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's going to be a sci fi novel. Uh, it's going to be. Bored by AI. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, now we have to put a content warning on this episode. Just like, yeah, just like, um, just like, like country-sized AIs just fighting each other. That's that's the future. Uh, like country-backed AIs just like fighting each other. It's like AI wars. Um, it's except it's, it's less fun uh, because everyone else is caught in the middle of a bunch of AIs fighting. Okay, so. Let's let's move on to something a little bit um, a palate cleanser, a palate cleanser from all this uh, tech politics and uh, war. Uh, <laughs> okay, because you stop, stop. <laughs> the content warning on this episode is going to be amazing. Everybody's going to be so confused. Uh, glorious. Okay, so let's talk about the planet. Uh, so planet. Uh, uh, two companies involved in this, right? So this uh, this uh, is a, it's a handheld gaming system, a uh, little small Game Boy looking thing, made uh, by made by Mac software developer Panic and Teenage Engineering. Uh, so Panic makes really great Mac apps and iOS apps for like developers. They make like a really good web IDE called Coda. They make a really dope FTP app called Transit. 
they make they make a lot of good apps um and they've also recently branched out into publishing video games recently they published and yep firewatch and a couple other games that they're getting working on getting out this year and so for the 20th anniversary they decided to make a portable gaming system with a black and white screen and a fucking crank and a headphone jack and a usb type c port oh okay uh so it has it has uh so it has two buttons right uh well three three buttons well i mean like two face buttons right as you would call them so a and b right and it has a d-pad right uh, it has a power button. I think that's a power button on on the right, uh, right of the screen. I think that's a power button. Uh, and there is, as you mentioned, a headphone jack and uh, a crank. Uh, and the crank is, I guess, I guess, uh, as a part of the input. Uh, so you use the crank for for the games on it. So so the way this is going to work, it's a little yellow colored thing designed by Teenage Engineering and Teenage Engineering is the folks who design stuff like the OP1. So just go, go just go to their website, teenage.engineering, great domain. Uh, just just look at the stuff that they designed and you'll see why this is cool. Uh, so they're going to have on launch 12 games, right? So on launch they're going to have 12 games, but the th- the thing is every week there's going to be like a new game release. So it's like the kid it's just going to be like you buy the hardware you're going to have I guess one game, right? Or is it like is it like you get like the game after you buy it, I guess, I don't know. So uh, you buy it and then so they they have one season right where it's one game each Monday. And then afterwards they have not given much um information on the next seasons of games or how it, like all is going to work out after yeah, the fact. Yeah. So I'd imagine the success of this is going to determine if you're going to get more of this, uh, more seasons, I guess. So there's going to be 12 games, so that's going to take 12 weeks, so three months, right? Three months to get 12 games, right, on on this thing. Uh, and it's it's going to cost uh, 149 US dollars. Uh, and, there, and it says it will ship in early 2020. Uh, so that's that's like the gist of the device. So Christian, like, what what do you think? What do you like? What is what is what are your thoughts on this? Like, is this is this good? Is this bad? Is this cool? I feel like this device is only blowing up as much as it has, just because like, I, I it's a mobile device with like a black and white screen. Like this, like, it has been done before. There's not anything new or novel about it, but I think that just it, it's like no, it's like the Portland of the internet, right? Like you know, all the people who's been on Twitter since 2008, right? Like all the internet cool kids like it, like literally, like all this, all the influencers, all the influencers are down with this. Uh, motherfucking John Gruber said this is like the best product launch, launch going to be the best product launch since the original iPhone, which is. I don't know if, that, if I want to call that hyperbole or if John is just like, I like out of his mind or something. He's losing his shit. Uh, but like, yeah, you, you mentioned that the internet cool kids are like fucking, uh, losing their shit. But to be honest, to be, to be really honest, this is just, this is just like a, like a novelty device by a company that makes, Useful stuff, like, teenage engineering doesn't make, like, novelty. Like, they make, I, they, I mean, they are a novelty, but they also make... They make really useful tools, and so does Panic. So, like, it's like a cute, it's like a cute device, right? But, like, I, 
I'm, I'm happy it exists and I'm happy that people are going to like it. But like, I just don't need to spend 150 bucks on a mobile device, another like physical piece of hardware to play like 12 games, right? That are that are meant to be like kind of small. Like, I, I'm happy that this exists, and you know, I'm glad that this is like a fun, hackable piece of hardware that people can mess around with. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It's cool, I guess. I feel like people are just going wild over it because, because like, it's all the influencers are down with it, right? So, like, every, and it's like all the influencers who want to act like they're not influencers, but they're actually kind of influencers because they've been around, they've been around forever. Like, you know, it's like the Apple blogosphere. They're all just going wild about it. And I, it's like, cool. I, I'm like, I'm indifferent on this existing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, there's this certain vibe to it that, uh, I guess, like, I, I don't know. Like, I know Panic makes good software. There's nothing like Panic has been making good stuff. Like, I've been aware of Panic for a long time. Like, Transmit is, 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 is all like good stuff. Um, I used to use Transmit back in the day. Uh, like, I, I haven't used anything other than Transmit, but I know, but like, the other stuff is very, very good. I use like Coda on my iPhone. Like, Codas are pretty good. Yeah, I've um, heard like, application as well. like Prompt, like the CL, the SSH client and like Coda and yeah, like that stuff is good. Um, Interesting, like they're, they're branching out into game publishing. Uh, uh, Firewatch was obviously uh, Firewatch was a very good game, and this is this is this is like this this device feels like if you made an electronic device in the world of Firewatch, this would be that device. Like it's very Firewatchy. If you know what I mean, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like it's like this sort of aesthetic uh, feel to it. Like it's yellow, right, and it has this cute. Uh, crank on it, which seems very something, very like something uh, that would be in Firewatch. Uh, like, like I get what you mean. Like, so what I say, I, I'm about to say something that might be a little spicy, but I don't mean this of any sort of negativity. But this is like the physical embodiment of a walking game simulator. You know, like this sort of like art. It's more of an art piece. It's more of an art piece than it is like an interactive experience, which is not a bad thing. It's it's no, it's not necessarily no, it's not a bad thing. But people are. I think some, some people are saying that it's people disproportionately losing their shit about it. I mean, maybe, maybe people are just like, uh, like it seems to be a complete product. Uh, it seems to have a, pl- like it seems to be shipping with 12 games. There's a plan. There is, there's a roadmap. It's a roadmap. Uh, it's, it, it's, it seems to have a cool little gimmick. Like the, the crank is a gimmick. Uh, it seems to be des- uh, it's designed by a company that is known for designing like really cool looking hardware. So that there's that part. And other it's, than that, yeah, it's like, I feel like it's gonna be hackable too. And that that's actually what's excited. I feel like, but they wrote their own custom OS for it. So I mean, like I, at some point, it doesn't. It just makes sense for them to make it hackable, right? Like, why does it have a USB C port on it and like a headphone jack and a crank? And like an open board and like, you know, like schematics for it for it to be 3D printed and all of that online if it's not intended to be hackable. I feel like I feel like for this is going to be a hackable device. That's I mean, that's good. I mean, if, if it is, yes, that's good. And uh, what else? Like I, I fix it here down for this. this is going to be glorious. Uh, I would say speaking about I fix it teardowns. There's uh there's another teardown of interest that they did this week. Uh, Apple updated the MacBook Pro for speed bump. Um, um, yes, so, yeah, they did. So what's actually what's interesting about the speed bump is like, yay, more speed bumps. But also, I don't know if putting a Core i nine in the current MacBook Pro design actually helps because like the thermals, like that's a that's a beefy processor, and th- this this computer can only thermal throttle and like ventilate so much because of the size of it and how it's designed. So I actually don't know if you get that much performance out of it, but. 
But more importantly, though, they added a new material for the keyboard. So we're on revision three, and this this keyboard was announced in the same day. It was also put into the keyboard extension program. Yeah, for the it warranty. was. So the new keyboard is in in the uh, in the in the extension. So. So WWDC, this, they announced this just before WWDC. Uh, WWDC is next week, uh, and this is just gonna be a small spec bump, which is fine. And and like, is 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 the keyboard? Are they gonna redesign the keyboard? Are, are like, what is what is going on? Is this the last last model of this keyboard uh, design? Like, uh, what is going on? And and yeah, like the the i nine in it is why would you like why even? I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? Some people need an i9, but like, are you actually going to get the full potential of that i9? Maybe if you have it like plugged in and like in a super chilled room, but like, like MacBooks aren't, so like MacBooks aren't slow, right? MacBook Pros aren't slow. It's just that when you put a processor that powerful, an eight core processor in a laptop, in general, you need really good ventilation for it, right? Like even for Windows laptops, then profile laptops can't really work with eight core processors like that just because they start throttling like, like, like wild when you, you know, have a heavy workflow. And MacBooks have always been a little bad at um, keeping sustained workflows, or like, you know, video exporting or like, Anything more intensive, like audio exporting is pretty fine, but you get to some workloads just without having it plugged in and having like docked to an external GPU. It doesn't really keep up that much or that well when it comes to, you know, that yeah, it starts kind of compute power. It starts, starts throttling, right? Just for the sake of the thermals, right? You can't, like, physics is a thing. You can't escape, you can't escape, you can't escape the heat production from these, from these high end i7 or i9 processors. Like, you're gonna, like, if you're getting the processor running, you're getting the GPU running. Like that's that's a lot of heat that needs to go somewhere, uh, and it needs to be ventilated. And the, these these laptops, do, I don't think, have enough ventilation to sustain uh, that sort of like so sustain that sort of like like high high power usage, high heat uh, heat production like usage of computers. Like it's that's the stuff that's designed for desktop tower PCs, right? Not not uh, not these thin MacBook Pros, right? Uh, like if you, if you buy like one of those expensive thing like the P series of ThinkPads that are like like bulky, uh, like like workstation machines, those have a lot of like those have ventilation. Uh, those have fans, right? You can you can get, hear the fans going. Like it's like those are needed to make this even remotely possible. Um, like I I don't know like I, I don't know MacBook Pros are still like I mean they are in in what ways like there's no if you are going to use a Mac. You know, there's no choice between uh, like which workstation machine you need for portable use. It's it's gonna be a MacBook Pro. There's no other option. Uh, but yeah, like that's the, like the domain of like desktop towers. Like that's not can just make uh, you can't just put an i9 in a fucking uh, aluminum body. Uh, that I mean, you can, but then it looks like a fucking Predator laptop. It's like three inches thick. Which actually, you know, like if if someone needs that kind of power, right? Like, obviously, like go for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not like like I know people. There are people who are gonna really need that, like people who who do workstation level stuff, but need it to be like like a, not a desktop. They need to be portable, right? Uh, and that's this. That's what this is catering to. And this is, I mean, it's an expensive machine as well, but. Um, yeah, um, the, the, there's always there's already been that 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 r slash Apple Reddit post uh, about like thermals affecting like the keyboard, right? Like the 
So that's what actually I imagine. I imagine they made a new material because like I fix it was able to see there's a material, but you know, they need better. They, they put in their own teardown. Like we need more advanced equipment to be actually to test like these two materials to see what the true difference is. But my guess is that material, you know, from last year's MacBook and the material from this year's MacBook likely is just performs better with heat, right? Because it's likely it's the design just probably shit in terms of like if the machine heats up, you also get crumbs on it. Both those mixed together lead to a very bad time. Um, so I imagine that they're trying to tackle it from both angles, right? Make it distribute heat better so it doesn't make the keys warp or anything like that in terms of structural integrity, and then also keep um, preventing debris from getting in there which is just band-aids on a bad design but i mean i'm I'm glad they're at least kind of acknowledging that the keyboard has a problem now um although it's even more interesting like if my macbook broke like i have a 2018 macbook pro and i bring it in i actually get this new material when yes they replace the keyboard yeah when they replace it they're just i guess because they're replacing the body the the keyboard they're just going to replace it with the new one only this model though not any prior ones but like you you have like you have some devices still like the the MacBook Air is using the third generation one, but the but the twelve inch MacBook is using the second generation one, and neither of those are getting this new keyboard. So there's this whole like couple couple generations of laptops that are basically fucked keyboard wise, right? That's that's that what you said, basically. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I haven't had any issues yet with this MacBook. My the the, the MacBook like the twelve inch I had before this, that one had the first generation butterfly keyboard, and that one broke on me once or twice. I honestly, though, I haven't had an issue with my MacBook Pro's keyboard at all. Um, so I I feel like they're they're inc- improving the reliability yeah, of it. But yeah, this is obviously new new designs was really needed. Yeah, please, please, Apple, we just redo just. Like this, like how many times have we talked about this fucking butterfly keyboard? Like, I, I swear, like if there's like a bingo card of like shades of brown topics, every every tech podcast you mean it's not even ours. It's like yeah, every it's just tech like ATP podcast of the Verge. It's like every fucking tech podcast. It's like the butterfly keyboard, the butterfly keyboard. Like I've heard the term butterfly keyboard so many times, and I'm not even hanging out on on fucking keyboard forums that much. Uh, it's <laughs> it's just like. Like God, just just put in I don't know, just put in some good keyboards. Like it's it's not like keyboard design is like some like some new area of of engineering. No, you have to keep the uh, you have to keep the laptop as low profile as possible, mate. You can't you can't you can't increase thickness. What what who do you, what what kind of monster are you trying to make things more thick? Johnny Ive is just staring at me from from the Apple campus right now. Uh, That'd be spooky if he was. <laughs> I would like. I would like awkwardly like just take off your shirt then and just see, just see, just see when uh, Valley gets spooked John, out. <laughs> spook out Johnny Ive. If oh he's trying god. to spook you, you outspook him. Oh my god! I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, this thing has like a Core i9, like eight core. This is the first time I, there's an eight core processor, right? I don't know if this is like the first time. Yeah, it's the first time in a uh, MacBook they have an eight core processor. Um, so I feel like I feel like you know, on on the whole, though, doing general spec bugs like this is actually a pretty good idea and someone that I support. Um, just not in this design. <laughs> just not in this design. Yeah, like who's like okay? So if you figure if you're buying this and you do buy like like the 15 inch MacBook Pro and you you are you are works, so you need something that's like able to do video editing and like you know I don't know like 3D rendering or like Maya or like Adobe Premiere like all that shit. Like you're buying like a high end 15 inch MacBook Pro. It's gonna be like what like four grand, six five grand minimum, right? Uh, like the John Gruber, in John Gruber's article, it says like the maxed out 
uh, 15 inches, like six thousand dollars, six thousand thousand dollars, five hundred forty nine. Like that's 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 and for that kind of money. If if unless you really need Mac OS, why would you not get a really really good ThinkPad like a like a P series ThinkPad like equivalent? Uh, like. I mean, unless you really, really need or want Mac OS. Like, this is literally, like, why? <sighs> like, well, why Why? Is, why would you get get the i9 version even? Like, maybe just put the i7 in there. But, like, yeah. Like, what, like is there anything else to talk about? Like, I feel like our episode this week is going to be, like... <laughs> no, I feel like it's pretty short, because it's just all everything's leading up to a big WWDC episode next week. Um, so, we're, we're, you know, we're going to be recording after WWDC. Um I just think that this this whole week just got overshot by the whole Huawei situation. And then Apple released new MacBooks that made everyone yell about keyboards again. Um but you know, I feel like I feel like, you know, this summer's actually been a pretty quiet summer um compared to other summers. Cause like it, it, like last summer I feel like it just didn't stop. It's just like it was one thing after another. But this one seems like it's uh, the cadence of things. It's uh and even even the big de- developer conferences haven't been all that all that like news uh, worthy. To be honest, yeah, like uh, WWC is probably gonna be the most exciting just because we finally get to know like what's the true plan for Marzipan. Yeah, I want to see uh, iOS thirteen. I want to. That's that's what I. That's what I'm curious about. I want to see what. What's, you want what's your a, dark mode? Yeah, I want my dark mode, please, please, for the love of God, give me my dark mode in mail, please. Uh, so let's wrap this up. Um, so you can find uh, the show notes to shadesofbrown dot com, uh, and you can email us contact to shadesofbrown dot com. You can find me. On Mastodon at static save at Mastodon dot uh, and Christian, where can people find you? You can find me online at chosafine at ten forward dot social chosa dot online. Uh, and I think that's that's all there is for this week. Uh, it's 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 a bonanza episode. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's it, we haven't had one of those in a, in a little while. Uh, like it's gonna be a big one. Uh, that one is gonna be probably a, like an hour long minimum. So like let's let's go. But goodbye. Bye.